0: Question for the listener. What would you say makes a building historic? The events that occurred inside, the builders, the impact on the community, or simply its design? If I were to ask you for a famous building in the United States, you'd probably answer the White House, the Capitol Building, uh, Seattle Needle. All buildings located in giant urban cities where tourists can easily access these buildings constantly, all day long, every day of the week, every day of the year. But what about the small town histories? Small town buildings that kind of get left on the roadside and don't get too much foot traffic. Take Fort Collins, for example. Small college town. Doesn't get much traffic beyond the students. It's got a lot of history left to it. Let me tell you the history of one particular building and how it became a historic site for the town itself. Picture, if you will, a small block of a building. Simple marble and stone structure tucked away on the far end of a bustling college town street. Lined with sports bars, pubs, and other local venues on its sides. Doesn't have any flashing lights or big sirens. No big bar signs hanging over the windows, and it almost looks completely abandoned save for a few people that might be sitting along the cafe side, right outside the restaurant that's kind of tucked in the bottom of the basement. You wouldn't be able to guess right away, but this building was once the focal point of a legal battle to preserve the historic memory of the development of the Old Town District in Fort Collins, which is now the most bustling part of the town for college students who had just want to escape for the weekend. The building itself was constructed in 1911, known as the Old Town Post Office. It was built utilizing local limestone, stylized among along traditional forms of the Second Renaissance, which is a style that, similar to the original one, based all kind of architecture and traditional thought around old Greek and Roman building styles, similar to stuff you'd see in DC, Again, with the marble and general structure, cubic structure of the building. However, its local inspirations and additions are noted by the Cultural Resources Board as a specific local style that made it important to be remembered. However, it was its local inspirations and additions the Cultural Resources Board, which is the governing historical board for Fort Collins, took an interest in when they opted to mark it as a historical site in the early 1980s. This gives the post office a design similar to many federal facilities as I mentioned before, and so much in fact that the multiple sources that I found researching this building have cited the quotation that it reminds people of a Washington monument transported to the Plains and Cow Country of Colorado. Its career as a post office ended in 1972, and then it was moved into the private sector under the Armory Realty, and then to Ron Wiseman, who will come up later. In 1983, the Fort Collins Cultural Resources Board contacted Wiseman with the interest in registering the building as a historical site, a boon for the city's historical memory and consequently making it immune to demolition. The early conversations were a bit one-sided, something akin to a door-to-door salesman knocking on the door and asking for a pitch. Even with the cold, cold shoulder, though, Wiseman didn't make Weisman didn't make any outward refusals towards the offer, though he was clearly giving him the cold shoulder. It wasn't until his wallet started talking in 1985 that the real troubles began for the Cultural Resources Board in getting the building registered. The legal troubles began in March of that year when the Cultural Resources Board was informed of Wiseman's intent to demolish the facility due to, due to money troubles, primarily low-business low and high taxes. Naturally, town gossip spread, and the newspaper articles by the Triangle Review interviewed the facilities manager for the county to confirm Wiseman's attempt to sell the building, and seemingly got the whole town buzzing like a Hallmark flick. Now, the rumor mill really got people going when the historical community heard all this, and turns out no one had any clue that this was going to happen. While surprised, the Cultural Resources Board maintained civility for a time, sending letters to Wiseman noting their concern and desire to see the building preserved, they reportedly never got an answer. Then in August, the board was made aware of a request by Wiseman for a permit to demolish the building. So, on August 28th, the board played their hands. Filing a motion, the board declared that on September 18th, they would designate the building as a historical site without the permission of Wiseman, which would be the first action of its kind for the city. Now they had legal justification for this, marked by various various landmark preservation ordinances from the state and the city itself and they could squeak by without having to pay Wiseman any money for compensating for taking the property, as under the ordinances, they weren't actually taking the property. There was no need to give any compensation for what they were doing. So the board was permitted to go through with this plan. But nobody tried to deny Wiseman's request to demolish the building, he was still obligated to provide safe and efficient means to demolish the building before he could do so, setting up traffic routes for people who were going to be inconvenienced by the old town college roads being blocked off, which conveniently helped keep delay his process as it he had to run through this numerous red tapes you always have to run through when you're trying to get stuff done with the city. This is confirmed later by Linda Hopkins who was the director of city planning at the time, though it's implied through the articles that no one in the town was really unhappy was really happy with Wiseman's request. What marks this legal battle over the Old Town Post Office as so important for the local history was that it was actually made public to the public in terms of voting and opinion articles that could be sent to the Cultural Resources Board during its deliberations. Prior to the vote in September, according to the Cultural Resources Board Ordinance Number 117, there were several direct inputs of support made public to the board, which includes a letter submitted by the institution as the Columbine Care Center Resident Council, complete with seven residents quoted within the letter, along with support for the, from the Colorado Historical Society and State Historic Preservation Officer. Utilizing the support under the Fort Collins Landmark Preservation Ordinance, the Cultural Resources Board voted unanimously, seven to zero, on designating the Old Town Post Office as a historical site. Which went into effect October 25th, 1985. This was done in order to preserve what the board saw as a landmark built with a historical style unique to Fort Collins architecture from the beginning of the 20th century that served as the primary anchor in the economic foundations of Fort Collins Old Town District. After the ordinance went into effect, the Old Town Post Office was rehabilitated and its occupants were permitted to continue using the facility. The Wiseman's ownership of the building remains unclear. Today the building continues to serve as a historical landmark and now also home to the Old Town Art Gallery on the upper floors and a restaurant on the lower levels and is visited by dozens of people each year. Thank you for listening.